Dreamscape presents Desperate by Daniel Palmer Narrated by Peter Burkrott Chapter 1 the only thing unusual about the bus stop was the crying woman sitting on the yellow-painted curb. Her hands were covering her mouth, and even with all the traffic whizzing down Massachusetts Avenue, I could still hear the muffled sobs. It was the beginning of August, and a warm breeze carried with it the sweet scent of marigolds mixed with pine. I was carrying a brown paper bag with a carton of General Tso's chicken steaming inside. Stapled to the front of the bag was an order slip with just my name, Gage Decker. No phone number or address supplied. The gang at Lilac Blossoms and I were that close. In fairness to my heart, the bag also contained a carton of steamed broccoli, brown rice, not white, egg drop soup, and some vegetable medley thing that came with the squishy tofu Anna loved. It was Anna, my wife, who stopped, stooped to the crying woman's level, and asked, Are you all right? What Anna was really asking was, Do you want our help? The woman looked up at Anna, her eyes veined as though layered with bloody spider webs. She was breathtakingly beautiful, like a runway model. High cheekbones, a translucent complexion, and almond-shaped brown eyes perched below two perfectly arched eyebrows. Her face was a delicate oval, framed by dirty blonde hair, which hung limply over her shoulders in long straight strands. As for her age, I'd have said late twenties, a decade my junior. But her denim jeans ripped at the knees, along with the accompanying jean jacket, suggested a younger woman. A girl, really. Are you okay? Anna asked again. The young woman sucked in a heavy breath, pushed a thick band of hair away from her eyes. She sniffed twice, rubbing the underside of her nose with the back of her hand, flashing me her chipped and chewed fingernails. Yeah, I'll be all right, she said. Thanks. Anna sat on the curb beside her. I kept standing, marveling at the depth of my wife's strength and compassion. She connected while I just watched like a spectator in the stands. It didn't surprise me. Anna had done the same for me. Are you sure you're okay? Anna asked, reaching out to touch the woman's shoulder with her well-manicured hand. I'm fine, really, she said. Do you want to talk about it? You're not from Planned Parenthood, are you? Anna looked up at me. The flicker in her eyes registered something important, or the possibility of something important. I'm sorry, I don't understand, Anna replied. The woman exhaled a weighty breath and shook her head. Sorry, bad joke. Look, since you asked, I just told my boyfriend that I'm pregnant and he went nuts made this big scene and just drove off. I guess he left me stranded. Something passed between Anna and me, a look we'd shared on any number of occasions. 
It was the look she gave me every time we saw a pregnant woman, or a mother with her baby. The look that said, why can't we have what they have? How come your boyfriend was so upset? Anna asked. The crying woman's laugh was spiked with anguish. I guess cause I don't know if it's his, she said. I studied Anna carefully, gauging her gestures and mannerisms to get a lock on her emotions. In the six months we'd been married, we already had been to couples therapy. In fact, everything about our union was accelerated. But that wasn't uncommon in extreme...